Welcome to another edition of the Race Department Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2. I'm Paul Glover, I'm your host as always, and this week I'm joined in the RD Virtual Studio. I don't know if anybody's quite yet quarantined, but let's find out. Danny, how are you doing? I'm good. We just said we were not, not going to mention any stuff like this. Well, you know, <laughs> it's topical, isn't it? You know, like as you listen to this, you might be quarantine because of the coronavirus or you uh, or you might not but how are nah. things with you oh, all good in scotland and the coronavirus is too afraid of scotland it seems so so far so good <laughs> yeah it's all the uh, it's all the uh, timber they chuck i think isn't it what's that called um that uh sport in scotland uh they throw some uh the logs. yeah i've completely know. forgot yeah. what it's called yeah the, yeah i remember watching that on tv when i was the a highlander kid. games something yeah like that. yeah that used to it genuinely used to be on television when we were younger um a man who can verify that for me is also squeezed squeezed into the rd virtual studio but obviously at a two meter radius it's paul jeffrey yo 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 how you doing man I'm very good, thank you. How about you? Excellent. Yes, I'm all right, my friend. Thank you. Do you Not remember the Highland that. Games on the TV when we were younger? Like the, the Scots I would do. throw the, the big timber bits of tree in the air? That was in the uh, glory days of Grandstand when they had all the sports that nobody cares about and none of the sports you wanted to watch. Yeah, like the ones yeah. on the... Um, <laughs> what was it? Uh, the one, oh, The rocks with the bikes and they do all like... Um, what was that? The um, rocks and the bikes. You know, where they used to jump in between like obstacles on oh, motorbikes God, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and keep uh, them balanced and things like that. You know, trial, was, trials bike. Trials oh, bike. Come on, that's yeah. actually quite cool. Man. Yeah, it is. That. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I used to love legend. that, but you don't, you don't get things like that anymore on television. So uh, It is something called the internet, man. Get yourself on that. There's all sorts of good stuff to watch. Yeah, there's, just, there's too much of the uh, P word for me. Right, and uh, finally, last but not least... Uh, he's stuck in Italy. It's Davide. Stuck in my home. <laughs> <laughs> hello, yeah, cab- hello. Cab- cabin fever yet? Uh, it's uh, it's starting to become uh, a little tiring, you know, to be yeah. stuck in your home for a week. But uh, we have to do it for the benefit of everyone. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got sim racing to keep you company, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and also, just imagine if this was like 20 years ago, you wouldn't have the volume of technology that you do now to keep you, keep yeah, you connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking okay. about uh, about it today. Yeah, we're very like uh, lucky today with uh, you know seems for for us that we enjoy this kind of um, of entertainment. We can say, but also with all uh, the streaming platforms and so yes, on. Yes, yes. You're not stuck just with a book, which yes, is fine. Yeah, no, in, no, in, no, indeed. And the thing is, as well, I mean, you know, you get to play ACC, don't you? Uh, no, I leave it to I, I leave that to you, Paul. I leave that to you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you, you completely missed my idea. You'll see. You'll see when the GT fours are gonna come out. Uh, I will be end the, of the year. I, end I, of the year. Like winter. What no, are you waiting no, for? No, that's that's the British trucks. GT fours oh. are coming this summer. Uh, you're the ACC expert and don't even know when the DLCs come out. Oh, well, <laughs> Shame I, on you. Shame I read, on you. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, you're right. GT4 and ladies and gentlemen, DLC. that's what we call 
burn. Yeah, summer, <laughs> summer 2020, yeah. It'll probably be more like winter, though, to be fair. But, um, uh, but yeah, summer 2020 currently. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. GT4. I mean, yeah, it should be, uh, should be more cars. Great, great, great. Uh, great addition to a great game. Okay, so um, in this episode, we've got a few items for you. So we're going to talk about Drive to Survive Season 2. Most of us have watched it now, so we're going to give our opinions on a few things. Uh, then we're going to talk about uh, Automobilista. I've been told to pronounce it correctly on the forum. So Automobilista, because apparently I kept missing the mo. So I'm going to emphasize that going forward. Uh, updates, and we're going to discuss our first impressions. It's very early days for the game, but uh, bit good to get everyone's opinion on that. Then we're going to move on to F1 Manager Game has been announced. Um, and it's actually really interesting, because I used to there was a game back in the day... I can't remember what it was called, but I used to love it. And there's been Motorsport Manager recently on iPads and uh, on the iPhone and so forth, which made its way to PC. It was Grand Prix, so, uh, Grand Prix Manager, Paul. The Grand, one you're Grand Prix Manager. That was a great. That was a great yeah. game back in the one, day. One and two. And then we've got uh, Dirt Rally Two. Colin McRae pack. Uh, recently watched a great piece uh, for uh, Top Gear in the UK about Colin McRae. Uh, so it's good to see they've added some of his content. And then the main topic this week, we're going to talk about uh, single series versus Jack of all trades games. And uh, that one has come out of David Aid's brain. So if it's terrible, we blame him. Right. Okay. Let's get on to item number one. Let's start with David Day here because we had some fun in the WhatsApp group talking about this because Mr. Yeah. Ferrari. Um, <laughs> It genuinely was an absolute pleasure to see Mercedes and Ferrari. We've got to be careful here not to uh, do too many spoilers for those that haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. But wasn't it great to see Ferrari and Mercedes finally, uh, you know, in the series? I know it's only season two, but it, but it, but they were really open. I felt. Yeah, pretty much. I. I particularly like the um, uh, about uh, Mercedes uh, the the episode which was uh, well I'll try not to spoiler too much but you know it's past F1 season so pretty pretty yeah, much know, everyone know, knows, knows how yeah, it ended. Not spoiling the season yeah. much but kind of uh, spo- the know, the content yeah 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 the content itself yeah. yeah so if you guys remember um, last season the German uh, GP during which uh, Mercedes was uh, celebrating uh, their 125th uh, anniversary. Things went uh, pretty pretty bad for them. <laughs> if well, you it remember. went pretty bad for everybody because I mean, you know, like it was so wet. Yeah, and you, sure. You got yeah, that but... last bit, the the, um, uh, the last bit of the final section of the track uh, there at Hungaroring, where there's like a um, uh, a quarter mile strip, isn't there? Which is really, really slippery. Yeah, of course, it was a tough race for everyone, but uh, for them, it was a uh, it was considerable as a failure because uh, they went there to celebrate, to dominate, mm-hmm. uh, to show their their power. Instead, uh, uh, Bottas uh, retired, and uh, Hamilton came close to to retire his car too. And um, in the Netflix series, uh, you'll have uh, a pretty interesting. Uh, uh, background uh, to what happened during that GP, and uh, I particularly like the um, uh, the human aspect, uh, the emotions uh, behind uh, Total Wolf, which uh, 
uh, might come a bit as a rough character, but uh, you know he's a human as uh, as we all are, and it was uh, it was nice to see his uh, his emotions um, come out in a very natural way during the episode. So that's something I very liked, uh, and that uh, was missing in the first season. Yeah, I agree. I thought he came across really, really well in that, especially when. Um, Paul, they started talking about Nicky Lauda. Um, you know, that was always going to be going to be mentioned. Um, I don't remember there being a mention about Charlie Whiting because we just passed the the year since his passing. Um, yeah, can you Australia. believe that's a year ago? Yeah, that's gone yeah. so fast. No, I think there was. Uh, yeah, they did kind of scoop over that one a little bit. Uh, it were nice. To see a rare failure, no, rephrase that, it wasn't nice to see the failure, but it was actually, but it was nice to have the cameras on while Mercedes had a rare failure, some interesting background, but yeah. I think overall, I probably didn't quite enjoy the season as much as I did season one. Okay. It felt a little bit more autobiographical autobiographical oh god what's the word you know what I mean yeah I know it everybody was, knows what you mean yeah, yeah. and everybody who's listening to this is is, is laughing uh, is, at my is, incompetence is, is, no it's, it's with you um, on this and sometimes I struggle with certain words and it's quite funny so. I need to go for smaller words I'm from the north of England <laughs> but uh, it seemed to follow the racing season more than the personalities behind it than season one for me so yeah. it was more Great for a race fan like myself, kind of like an interesting way to do a season review almost. Whereas last year, the track action was kind of secondary and it was more the personalities and introducing you to people, etc. A bit less of that this time around, I thought personally, but entertaining nonetheless. Yeah, it was uh, really, really good. And I think the best thing about it, and I know that Danny hasn't hasn't watched it, but uh, for his benefit, I think the best thing about it was it reminded me of the great things that actually occurred during last season, David. And I think that's the thing for me is that last season was fantastic. It's just so many curveballs that came out of nowhere. Yeah, because during the first season, uh, they they focused more about the uh, the underdog stories, we can say, in a, in a sense. The stories yeah. behind those drivers that uh, maybe not many people care about, but instead uh, are very, very interesting. For example, um, uh, we talked uh, at length of uh, Roman Grosjean um, uh, psychological uh, uh, issues, we can say. Uh, problems in uh, uh, accepting uh, some failures of the car and uh, at other times uh, some failure failures in his driving but for example another cool uh, topic uh, during the first season was the uh, Saints Alonso uh, battle which mm-hmm. uh, during the 2018 season I honestly didn't think about much but through the Netflix series it became um, evident to me uh, how it was uh, a very interesting fight uh, uh, between uh, between them two. So so yeah, the first season was more um, uh, uh, echoing uh, Paul's words that uh, the first season was probably more interesting than the second. Uh, I think that because in the former season, as I said, they focused more about those little stories that are human, and so. 
um, get you involved in uh, in the narration. Well, instead, the the latter was more uh, about you know the glory, the fame, the speed, the the power, <laughs> and uh, it's interesting, but uh, it's it, you you get less involved, I think. Season three is just going to be a load of mechanics sat in a hotel room in Australia for 14 days. And then the FIA trying to make decisions. And then maybe we might get two races at the end of the year, if we're lucky. So that could be interesting. Yeah, Let's see how yeah, Netflix I mean, cope with it. that. I mean, yeah, we, I mean, you know, I know we, we kind of say we weren't going to talk about the coronavirus, but, you know, it's, it's going to have an effect on yeah. season three and, you know, generally motorsport, you know, in general. Um, so it, it will be an interesting outcome to how how they play it and whether they give up at all or you know we at this time we don't know whether there's going to be a um, 2020 to 21 um, a season um, um, and whether the next race we'll see is in for the 2021 to 22 season. Um, but a bit off subject, I'll, Paul. How cool would it be if, as they're proposing, Monaco would be the first race of the year? That'd be amazing. Back, season back to opener. the golden days. It would be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I love, I love Monaco because it's a traditional circuit, but it doesn't really uh, allow itself to have for great racing. You know, no, but with unsorted cars, rusty drivers, yeah, uh, yeah. first could, race condensed could be a lot here. of collisions. Yeah. Oh, it could be a very interesting. <laughs> they're the kind of things that you need, though, that turn up bizarre results because there's no overtaking in Monaco, but I can still remember. Olivier Panis winning in 96 when everyone retired and crashed or mechanicals yeah, get, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you get something like that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you, you imagine you that. Get, you get the One thing I wanted to kind of talk to Dode about was um, Mattia Benito um, because I felt that he came across well just as just as um, as Wolf did in um, in Mercedes and you being a, a literally uh, if, if we cut you, you bleed Ferrari. Um that must have been quite nice to see to kind of get to know him a bit more. Mm, it's it's interesting to me that you say that uh, he came across uh, as well as uh, as Wolf did because um, instead I thought that um, he, he had less uh, screen time than uh, than Wolf, or at least uh, maybe the same time but uh, less uh, in depth uh, compared to the Mercedes boss. I just what but, I liked about him was is that I feel like. He, he, Ferrari have kind of always been the Ferrari who kind of sit in the shadows a little bit, do what they do, and have always been a little bit closed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he opens Ferrari up a bit more and makes them sometimes appear a bit more human. Um, mm. I don't know if anybody else agrees with me on that, but I like him and I've warmed to him, and I think that means I warm to Ferrari more. That's great to hear because you have to cheer for Ferrari because it's the fastest and strongest team. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you're just talking absolute rubbish. I mean, you're taking it to the extreme. I pay one little bit of compliment. And, no, it's uh, uh, and, you know, Paul. Paul, it's it's natural. Sorry, sorry. It, I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm not a Mercedes fan. I mean, Mercedes, you know, I yeah, Mercedes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I have always been a you know a British team fan. So McLaren and 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 Williams, um, definitely um, always swayed more towards um, McLaren. But then I wasn't always a big fan of Ron Dennis. You know, and I'm not really a big fan of Zach Brown either. But He's getting results. There's something about. But one thing I, I think we both agree, I think we all agreed on actually, was watching Christian Horner 
Try to be. I love that man. Yeah, and try, tries <laughs> I try to. Be, I mean, he interviews really well. And I like him. Yeah. Like when he talks to the camera. Can I we like have him, him on the podcast, please? Oh, well, we, can, we, <laughs> we, we can. We can. certainly try, Paul. Get on it. And um, Christian, we're available. Drop me a PM at racedepartment.com. You've got nothing better to do, so just go for it, man. And um, I think that um, I was like, Christian Horner watching him sometimes trying to trying to talk to his drivers. Um, and where it was first Pierre Gasly and then it turned into Alex Albon halfway through the season. And I actually thought they handled that really... I thought that was a really good episode. I thought Alex yeah, Albon yeah, yeah. came across really well. Yeah, okay. um, I, uh, I don't know if you agree with me, but I noticed uh, a couple of things. Uh, first one that uh, um, Orner um, seems like, you know, like the... Uh, typical uh, manager with no emotions, uh, just uh, business. Instead, uh, uh, um, during the season, you can see that he cares about his drivers. He cares about, for example, um, Gasly and uh, the fact that uh, he was uh, suffering, he couldn't perform because he was, uh, you know, he was banging, banging his own head uh, on the wall. And uh, you can see that he cared, he cared about the guy, but uh, at the same time, he had to do the drastic decision to, to cut him out and get Albon on board. But Horner uh, uh, is another one uh, as Wolf that uh, they showed the, his human uh, character more. Uh, a question, but uh, the Horner's wife uh, is the Spice Girl. Yeah, Jerry Halliwell, yeah. Okay, <laughs> because I wasn't sure. If I, I wasn't yeah. sure that it was actually her. So, no, okay. no, no. Nice. It, it, it is. Yeah, no, it is. Jerry Halliwell. So, did anybody think? It, oh, sorry, Paul. Go on, mate. Carry on. No, the thing about Christian Horner is I just found funny is that when he was trying to kind of like you know give his uh, drivers pep talk, he just looked like an awkward, an awkward dad. Um, you know, and he's trying to be their... It's like he's trying to be their friend, but also be their boss at the same time. And it's just a little bit cringeworthy. And that's what I found really interesting. And then you've got Steiner at Haas, who obviously in season one, you know, um, I think he said, like, people were randomly going up to him and asking them to shout some of the things that he'd been saying in season one. He'd become quite a, quite a fan with the F1 fans, but not just F1 fans, I don't think, but also see how their season was unfolding and the challenges that they were facing and the frustrations from inside the camp. You know, I I, 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 I kind of disagree with your guy's sentiment that I thought season two was just as good as season one. Um, and, in, and in some cases, I thought it was better. In other cases, I think season one is better. So, yeah, I mean, but it's always hard to follow on when you do a, a series, whether it be something like this or or breaking bad or whatever or sopranos or whatever um it, it you know something that's so highly regarded and then to follow on for that you know look at films when they do um you know for like terminator one terminator two terminator, terminator three, two and, was awesome and then terminator 12 yeah the best you know it, 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 it's hard to follow on it's you know i mean we're on to been fast and furious nine which is uh, I mean, how they months. managed to make one film out of the Fast and Furious franchise mystifies me. The fact they've managed to do <laughs> nine without a storyline is legendary. Going. Oh, I hate that kind of joke. <laughs> I know, I know you do. Anyway, you're going to say something, Mr. Jeffrey. 
No, I'm just going to say I found it quite amusing that uh, I'm, I'm not really spoiling anything for people. They showed Alex Albon, who's obviously a young rookie, just signed for Toro Rosso and is living in rented accommodation with his mum and a couple of sisters and everything. Really nice young kid. And he's like, oh yeah, then Albon signs for Red Bull. It's like, hey guys, this is my new apartment in Monaco. And it's like, it's gone from being like a youth yeah. that's achieved nothing yeah, to yeah, being yeah, like, yeah, I've got an yeah. apartment in Monaco yeah. the second I yeah. sign a Red Bull contract. Yeah, yeah. I thought that just amused me a little uh, bit, it was, but it's not took him long. I loved how the fact that he's so close to his family as well. I thought that was kind of nice to see that 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 side of it. But he's living at home, like uh, somewhere. I don't know, quite sure where. Like a like a. Um, he was a, living at home in Surrey, but he's got his his little yeah, bachelor pad in then Monaco he, he'd now. Yeah, but walk out the house and there was an Aston Martin like, on his driveway, <laughs> yeah. and it just looked completely out of place. Um, that's where Carla signs is, you know, is driving a McLaren, uh, which I think I'd rather have that over an, uh, ooh, over an Aston myself. Oh, I'm an Aston Martin. I know you me. are. I know you are. That's the car you keep choosing ACC. So, it is yeah. not the fastest, but it's an Aston, so it'll do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, anything you guys want to add on season two before we bring this to a close? Uh, Mercedes won the championship. Oh I, no, you spoiled me the, the I end. Oh, oh, no. No. Come on, no. 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 I can't watch it anymore. Play the game. Sorry, everybody, you can't take these these guys anywhere. Um, yeah. Okay, all right. So literally, literally, nowadays, you can't take yeah. us anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's season two of Drive to Survive review done. Next up. Auto Mo Ballista 2 uh, beta was released, I think, a couple of days or maybe the day after we released uh, the last episode of the podcast. There's been three updates released so far. Um, I know who I'm going to start with on this one. Mr. Jeffrey, first impressions, sir. Well, sir, firstly, congratulations on pronouncing Auto Ballista right. Thank you, uh, all we've got you. to I do mean, now I've, is I've work on your saying beta, not beta, but we'll get there. That's that's for, that's for another day. Beta, beta, sorry. Beta, 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 beta. <laughs> yeah, I've, been, I've turned American, haven't I? Um, yeah, uh, I was practicing in front of the mirror with Automobilista. So, yeah. Nice. Just call it AMS, man. A lot easier. It is a lot easier. Yeah, <laughs> winner, winner. Yeah, uh, yeah. Three updates. Well, three main uh, beta releases. So the initial one. Then two, then three. Uh, number four comes out on Thursday of this week, so maybe around the time the podcast goes live. So they're really keeping up with that, aren't they? Yeah. They're not. They're not letting it. Letting it. Because I mean, if you compare this to the updates coming out for ACC. Well, the thing is, they've got a really solid roadmap. So yeah. at the moment. Uh, What's happening? Sorry, I've had like a Windows wants to update and restart message come on my screen, which vexed me slightly right uh, that's okay the thing is i believe for the next one that's coming will be the last uh update that comes out before it goes into the public early access beta phase whatever you want to call it there's been a few fixes as well and uh, it's come on a long way in my opinion since it first released when it first released i did not like it at all uh I'm well aware that it's unfinished and there's still plenty of development miles to go, not just public release, but even as far as taking it to uh, next two or three years worth of development. So I'm well aware of that, but I just didn't like the underlying physics of the cars. I didn't like the art direction, uh, the handling, the force feedback, uh, 
basically didn't like it. But it's yeah. come on a long way since then. I'm still not entirely convinced about it. I still prefer AMS One uh, at this stage. But again, I'm aware that AMS One has had like what four, five years, even if you include. Yeah, game yeah. shot car so uh, i have every faith that riser will uh, knock it out of the park but it's not quite where i want it to be personally from my point of view at this moment in time okay all right that's uh nicely nicely critiqued about being too harsh i like that um danny over to you uh well i haven't tried it yet i went on a game and i saw the menus and so on i just Felt like okay. I I plan to do the same as I did with ACC. I'll, I'm going to leave it uh, the beta for whoever wants to try it. And then I thought once it's out or once uh, it's stable enough or people aren't complaining about small and major issues, I'll get on and start enjoying it. Because to be honest, I just don't have patience to try a few cars, a few tracks, and then the game crashing or my wheel not working. I prefer to wait a little a little bit longer and then hopefully enjoy uh, enjoy a little better release kind of experience let's say okay all right and you, have you been impressed with the uh the development of the speed that they've had so far on the game well yeah they've been keeping up to date with his uh staged updates of course it's still th- on around two or three months later than what they had initially planned which was yeah. the end of last year but still uh i'm not pointing fingers or complaining i'm just it comes for me it comes out when it comes out and uh, I'm glad to see that people are working on it and the community is behind them, which is what we need, basically. Okay. All right. Thank you. And uh, Davide, what, what are your initial thoughts? Uh, honestly, I didn't like it too. As um, Just as, uh, as Paul was saying, I, uh, I didn't find uh, anything particularly uh, good uh, about it in the first release. And uh, I haven't tried the... Um, the second and third one I am planning to try the fourth the one before the public release um, honestly I think that uh, uh, for me the main problem with the AMS2 is the fact that they are trying to uh, taking uh, their usual uh, approach um, to um, to the, their new sims or their new products in general, which means uh, taking all of the old assets and updating uh, updating them to uh, to the new title. That's what happened with uh, um, Stalker Extreme. That's what happened with uh, AMS. Uh, all the various iterations. It's always been a, a sort of a cu- uh, cumulative uh, um, experience for them. But uh, with such a drastic change with the engine, which is a lot more modern than the G Motor 1.5 that they used for uh, so far, uh, I think that uh, it is a mistake to to try and do the same thing that they did in the past, to try and conserve as many assets as they can to have uh, as much content as they can uh, possibly have. Uh, this time it is a mistake because you can see in some uh, vehicles that they are uh, not on par with the with the engine itself. Uh, it shows that they are old, and uh, it's basically uh, for everyone who hasn't tried the AMS2, not with all of the cars, but. Uh, 
in general, this is what happens. If you have Assetto Corsa, imagine when you try uh, an Air Factor mod that's been converted, cheaply converted to Assetto Corsa. That's exactly the feel. Better in the physics department, of course. It's uh, it's still a RISA product. Physics, it's uh, it's perfect uh, uh, in its own way. Of course, it's uh, it needs to be still polished. It shows some uh, uh, engine, some madness engine uh, shortcomings, but uh, it's um, great anyways. But from a, a model and texture point of view, it's just the same. It's taking an air factor mod and uh, cheaply convert it to Assetto Corsa. Because they are old assets and they don't work very well with, uh, with a modern engine as the uh, Madness engine in its latest uh, iteration. So for me, sorry for the long talk, but in short, for me, that's the real problem with AMS2. The thing that they are trying to get as much content as they can by recycling the old assets that they have, which is the same mistake that um, SMS did uh, uh, up until Project Cars 1. They were recycling assets from Need for Speed Shift uh, and uh, sometimes even older games than that. Uh, if you take on a new engine, you have to start from scratch for me to make it work properly. Okay, all right. Um yeah, I mean, you, you guys haven't said it, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I, for me, it feels a little bit like, too much, like um, Project Cars Two. Um, you know, I don't want to be controversial, but I want to be honest. Yeah, then I have um, something to say about this as well. Yeah, and uh, which is something that. Oh, sorry, sorry, go on. Go on. No, so it's fine. No, it's just that, and also, I mean, I get like a bit like what David Day just picked up there. You know, obviously they're reusing assets, so. They, you can tell they're reusing some of the edits from the massive madness engine because there are some of the the fonts and the notifications come up that you know I'm sitting there driving it. I haven't I haven't driven the latest release. I'll be I'll be honest. Um, I only drove the game on the first beta, so this is what I'm judging it judging it on. Uh, but it did remind me of. Um, uh, of uh, Project Cars 2. Do you know the, the most annoying thing I found about it when I first booted up was the menu. I kept quitting the game um, because I don't think the menu is very clear when you're in the menu system. I found that really annoying. Um, They've tweaked that now though, so that's no, but that's no bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, harsh. Oh, oh. No, no, wow. I mean, they've tweaked, they've sorted it. So oh, the, right, the okay. back button right, is what okay. I meant. So I you... was like, where's he going with that? No, okay. no, they've tweaked it. So when you, you press the quit. back button, you have to quit properly this time rather than... Yeah, uh... yeah, yeah. No, it was like, the back button was like a quit button. I'm like, what the hell was that all about? That really annoyed me. I kept hitting that to go back. I'm like, we well, don't go... Oh, why have you quit me? What? Um, yeah, that was, that was the... the um, but, but I mean, I love the way it looks, like in general, like the graphics and thought, and I and 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 like what you guys have, have kind of touched on with the with the handling. Um, it's not where it needs to be, and it's not going to be because it is it is a beta. So I, you know, a bit. I mean, if we if we roll back a year and a bit now, I think to when um, ACC first came into early early release in Steam, and I think we touched on it in the last pod. You know the game is completely different now um uh, since we did the last podcast you know paul and i both took part in a club race um 
at Suzuka and during the race in uh, in ACC it started raining and 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 it was and it was genuinely such a thrill to be driving I was laughing I mean I was performing badly because I wasn't like I mean I got a really good start blah 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 but anyway uh, we'll talk about this more uh, later in the pod but um you know the games come on leaps and bounds and 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 that's what I'm what I'm praying is going to happen with AMS 2 because I kind of missed AMS 1 I kind of missed that hype I don't know how I missed it I got stock stock car racing um and so forth I played those games played other Razer games I think they're still in my in my Steam library somewhere but I've got such high expectations for AMS 2 that I'm not letting go of that yet yeah it started off in a bit of a a bumpy ride um, but I think it could only get better, as Paul has already alluded to. And if I'm not mistaken, I think you guys have also spoken about how AMS One, when it first came out, um, probably came out with you know with a few bumps and a few kinks as well. So, yeah, uh, I'm I'm still optimistic that the game's going to change and st- hopefully start looking a little bit less and 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 being a little bit less like. Project Cars 2 for me. Uh, Danny, you got something to say? Yeah, it's a bit on this uh, driving aspect and how it feels compared to other games. And to go a bit on a tangent, it's something we've talked about on the on our WhatsApp group. Yeah. Which is, uh, well, I'm interested to see if people f- actually feel the same as well. If they perhaps may or may not have the G-Motor syndrome, which means that we've been playing games based on some version of or iteration of the G motor since Race 07, GTR2, etc. R Factor 2 with the better G motor, etc. But we still all coming from the same philosophy of coding. So I wonder if people got in their brain used to driving a certain way that these games make cars behave. So that then once we move to another game, especially EMS going from a G motor uh, game to a madness game. Uh, people are expecting to feel the same way that, we, that they were driving on a on a G motor game, and then they find uh, people say, "Oh, it feels like Project Cars 2." Maybe because they were so used to how the car behaves uh, in a G motor and thought, "Okay, this is how it should behave." And another thing is, uh, so it's actually interesting to see if people actually feel it's so, or if they just feel like, "Okay, that's just wrong." The car, the way cars behave on Madness Engine, who knows? But um, the thing is that also that um, what uh, Rise Studios did back in the day was take R Factor One and uh, polish slightly, well, quite a lot, and make make it their game. Uh, and now what they're doing is taking more or less. They're taking Project Cars Two at some point and polishing it. And I don't know how much they can just copy slash paste their physics from R Factor One into Madness. Uh, 3.0, or if they have to work with minus 3.0 and tweak it, that's probably why it feels like Project Cars 2. I don't know. So that's why maybe this difference of uh, handling is so apparent because maybe it's just two different engines and they're tweaking the engine rather than bringing over everything they had. But actually, I don't know how they w- are doing this, but it could be one of the reasons at least. Yeah, Paul, do you want to give your thought? I mean, I, I, I suspect you're going to be the best person to. You know, whether you agree or disagree with that. Well, I mean, I agree with a lot of what everybody said. And uh, obviously, I'm part of the 
obviously, hence I'm driving the game. Uh, part of the early backer thing, so I see the, the Riser 51 subforum and the beta testing bits and all that jazz. And there's a heck of a lot of work going on behind the scenes. There's a lot of community have been great with some of the really detailed reports from small stuff to major stuff. There's been a lot of interaction with developers. Uh, things have, You can see the progress. I mean, for you guys that have not played version 3 yet, that will be markably different to you, I'm sure, than the versions that you last tried. So uh, it's going the right way. Riser, Renato and team are exceptional at listening to the community and taking things on board. There's some things that I've suggested directly to Renato that have come in. There's some things I've seen people posting about that they've changed based on what they've said. So I have absolutely no doubts whatsoever that it'll get where it needs to be. I'm sure it will. It's, uh, it's I expected it to come in at a more advanced state than it has. I think that was some of my surprise, but the the rate of progress I'm seeing up to this point, the track record that the studio have uh, with previous titles, and the change that I've seen from V1 to V3 are all really positive signs. But uh, at the moment for me, I mean, some cars feel good. The Caterham, uh, I didn't like that particularly when it first came out, but now they've changed a few things and that's starting to get there a little bit. There's not enough road noise for my taste. And by road noise, what I mean is anybody who's played, if we use uh, R-Factor 2 Sebring as an example, where you can feel the different road surfaces, the bumps, the cameras, the textures through your force feedback. Or if you talk about the Bathurst that recently came out for Assetto Corsa Competizione, you can feel the camber changes going up the back, the long back straight. You can, you're struggling to keep the car in a straight line as it's going. There's not much, there's not enough of that. That's nowhere near pronounced enough yet for me mm. in ACC. But they've already done a new pass at the uh, road texture map on some of the circuits, and that's promised even more uh, passes of that coming so I'm certain that will arrive I'm sure that's not something that's going to be flawed throughout the game I'm sure they're going to bring it in in time so they seem to be doing the sensible thing a sensible approach and in the right way so it'll get there I think maybe potentially a lot of it is I had this exceptional package in my mind and it'll be something otherworldly good uh, and I've basically given it I kind of put it on a pedestal and given it uh, an expectation that's massively unrealistic and then surprise myself when it's not been this amazing <laughs> yeah, package. Yeah, I do remember you being worried at certain YouTube videos that came out though, Paul. So yeah, you, and, it, yeah. and my, my experiences have I've mirrored what I've seen on video. Yeah, so the yeah. assumptions I've made on the video have come through yeah. in my, my mileage with the game up to this point. So... Yeah. Uh, It'll get there, though. I mean, I don't want to be sounding like I'm being negative and bashing. I'm not absolutely. Oh no, we could be. Uh, we could be more critical than we're being. Of course, we. I mean, I'm being. I'm trying to be as diplomatic, but yeah, at the same no, time honest that. as yeah, I can be. Yeah. And it's not where it wants to be. If it came out as a version one finished product today, apart from the polishing of the AI and stuff, then I don't like it. But I've got no expectation that what you get, what you have today, is going to be what we're going to have in twelve months' time. No expectation of that whatsoever. In twelve months, it will be a different product. But if I'm talking about it today and I'm asked to rank it personally today, I rank it the bottom of the current lists, apart from P Cars Two, which is better than that by a long way already. So yeah, 
We'll get they'll, they'll get there. I'm certain of it. And big shout out to the community that have been posting these really good uh, feedback. I was just reading today earlier. Somebody's like they're looking for holes in uh, the walls where you drive through a wall and it drops into. Oh the yeah, 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 yeah. And someone's basically gone on every single circuit and hit every single wall and then re- replied with the findings. That's mega. So well done, everybody mega. out yeah. there that's put in these really that's good the, feedback. That's, 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 that's likely to be the benefit of the quarantine. David Day, you want the last word? Uh, yeah, I was thinking about uh, what I said before um, about my feelings uh, for, uh, for MS2. Uh, I wanted to apologize because uh, I expressed myself in saying that uh, uh, with some of the cars uh, in AMS2, it feels like uh, uh, when you do a conversion for a factor to a set of cars. Uh, I apologize for the use of term cheap. It was an over-exaggeration of my part in trying to explain my point. Still, it, it's, uh, it remains that I feel that some of the models and textures, textures are uh, subpar compared to the potential of the engine mainly because uh, they are models uh, that were born for a much simpler engine. But uh, I, I understand that uh, uh, thinking about it, I over-exaggerate in terms, uh, they're not cheap conversion, it's just uh, um, an over-exaggeration on my part. It, they, they're, not, uh, they're not expressed the potential of the engine, but uh, they're not that bad. So uh, apologies on that. It, it felt... Uh, uh, unfair uh, thinking back to it, so okay. I wanted to right. to put it straight. Well, just in case anybody from Razor's li- li- listening and asked to get your address and um, and hunt you down, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Right, okay. Swiftly moving on to the next topic. F1 manager newly officially licensed Formula One management game has been announced. Frontier Developments has confirmed a new and official the licensed Formula 1 management game is in development with a release expected in early 2022. Now, I'll be honest, I think this is something that's been missing um, from, uh, I don't know, from Formula 1 for a while. There was some really good like F1-based management games back in the day, Danny, weren't there? I don't know if, if you're probably a bit young, actually. I don't know if you would have played them. I remember they were around, but I actually never got them and I never played it. I've played a few management games, but unfortunately, actually never the, the Formula One ones. But I've tried the... I'm try, I'll am trying. i see if I'll get the Motorsport Manager to get my fix meanwhile. I've had it on the on my mobile, so it's been a good game yeah, to have. Yeah, it's a good game, on, that. On commuting and so on. That's been really great. So I'm I looking forward to this one. I remember playing Motorsport Manager for hours. I introduced it to work colleagues. I'm like, what are you playing? Like, this is Motorsport Manager. I would literally just play my... That'd be my lunchtime. Yeah, it's almost too addictive, man. I know. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love, I love these type of games where you buy upgrades for your car and pay for developments. Obviously, you got a little bit of that in F one twenty nineteen and and so forth, haven't you? When you when you race, you can like um, give areas of development a focus. So I, I guess it will take those kind of elephant elements of it with it, won't it? Well, it would be cool to have something actually properly dedicated to just the management side. I think. Yeah. Some people like it and. I will yeah. for sure give it a try. 
Yeah, yeah. Sorry to everybody if you can hear that, but Danny seems to be getting nice and close and personal with his microphone this week. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> he's like that he... James Bond villain, but instead of a cat stroking, he's just stroking his microphone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. motorsport. I, yes, I, I would get you, Mister Jeffrey. Yes. <laughs> David Day, F1 manager, are you excited? Absolutely. Before I go, uh, Paul, um, which keep one? A look. What? Which Paul? You. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, look at the time counter on the pod uh, re- uh, registration because yeah. you need it. You you did. Oh, what? Say what? You t- t- took a look at the time on the pod uh, registration. Pod recording. I look at the time. Yeah, I see the time. Okay. Yeah. No, it's just because you need it. Uh, in, yeah, uh, in I a can bit. see it. It's all right. It's okay. Just, listen, listen, mate. <laughs> and I'm, here I'm, it the, goes. <laughs> the, the what, I, what I'm thinking is people are going to be uh, people are going to be quarantined. They're going to have a no, lot of time. No, 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 no. It's not. They, it's not for need, that. They Paul, need us in there as long as possible. Relax, Paul. Relax. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't tell tell you because of that, but because of this. Because I'm about to say that uh, back in the day, Grand Prix manager one and two, I played the hish <laughs> down on those games. Right, okay. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't swear, but you know, like, yeah, I mean, brilliant. I'll have to edit that again. Who swore last time? Was it David Day last time as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. That's, I tell you what, it's uh, two yellows is a red, so be careful, my friend. Uh, right. I was very polite. I told you to look at the time, so this year. <laughs> <laughs> So, so the quick uh, yeah, edit of this yeah. is going to be Davide, what do you think? It is a good uh, And then move on <laughs> Everything cut out <laughs> I didn't realise that Mario was in the room Right uh, I can't yeah. do accents, I'm sorry Apologies to anybody I've offended with my really poor <laughs> Davide, carry on, carry on yeah. Forgive me No, I was saying uh, Grand Prix manager one, uh, The first one No, yeah, both uh, Both one and two I um, I played them a lot back in the day. They were awesome and they still are to this day because they have some features that uh, Grand Prix Manager um, uh, doesn't have, for example. Uh, the last one, I, I no, Motorsport uh, Manager is the last one in the series of, um, uh, you know, uh, F1 uh, uh, managing, managing? Manager, how do you say it? F1? Grand Prix manager, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, in, in, uh, in that management kind of games. Um, yeah. Yeah, management games. Exactly. Thanks. <laughs> uh, so they're still uh, still great, even if they are from the early nineties. Uh, uh, still, people play them. Yeah, Grand Prix manager day. two came out in 1996. Yeah, they and it, they were. And it was also released by the same um, publisher that released, uh, you know, the Jeff Grammond um, oh, games. Okay, now uh, a little um, uh, little story on my side, just to cheer someone uh, who is listening. Uh, basically, uh, the first time that I played uh, Grand Prix Manager, I managed to uh, hire before the start of the season uh, two very strong drivers, and one of them was uh, Michael Schumacher. And uh, I, I paid a lot of money to have him on the team. I almost bankrupted the team just to have him on board. First uh, race of the season, I don't remember ex- exactly the race, but it was the very first one. Qua- uh, the qualies goes on, he gets on pole, everything is nice. 
starts the race at the very first corner, I see him spinning, spinning around, going out of the truck, boom, exploding. <laughs> and, they, and they said, and they said, Crom, no, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, uh, the spinning and exploding, it was just the way in, the, in that kind of old game to say that he had an, a simple accident, he, was, he just went out of the truck. But it was, <laughs> it was fun in that moment after spending all of that money seeing, uh, seeing him uh, in that, um, uh, in that uh, explosion. I thought, I thought it uh, for the worst, but for... Uh, Luckily, he, it was just uh, every time a car went off the track, it exploded in the game. Every time. So the first time it was a bit traumatic, but uh, <laughs> it was fine after that. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad explosions, you know, were uh, gone on, under control, shall we say. Uh, Mr. Jeffrey, um, are you a motorsport manager type of guy? Oh, yes. I, much like Davide, really heavily played Grand Prix Manager 2 back in the day. But funnily enough, uh, not played Motorsport Manager at this point yet. Uh, I don't know why, I just kind of like life overtook me and just forgot about it and never quite got round to, to getting engaged. But uh, I'm a big fan of simulation and management games. I absolutely cannot stand football, but for a while we're addicted to the Football Manager games, even though I'm not interested in footy at all. Uh, so they are I'm, really, really good. They got a little bit overcomplicated are. now, but they are very, yeah, very good. Yeah, I think it was... Uh, oh, which one was it? Now, it might have been like 01, 02, 03, some, that kind of era uh, that I were like really into it. When Shearer was still... Getting towards the end of his wow. career, but okay. still a big noise. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But one of the top-down ones where the little counter things yeah. that show yeah, the yeah. players and stuff. But still, really, really good fun. So I'm scared that I'm going to lose a lot of my life to this new game, if it's any good. And I've, I'm very one-channel, so I don't really play games, only motorsports, racing sims. So I'd never heard of Frontier Development, so all this Planet Zoo and uh, Planet Coaster or whatever it is. So I had a quick look on the internet since the announcement just to get my head around what they're all about and they look phenomenally detailed so if that's kind of the the attitude the developers take to this sort of thing i'm really excited i think we're going to have something that's a lot more detailed than the slightly light touch approach of motorsport manager because from what i understand with motorsport manager it's basically the pc version was just a a bigger version of the phone yeah. game. So yeah. good as it might be, it's a little bit simplistic in its approach where I, I suspect if Frontier follow the, the the lines on which they've been developing previous similar type products, this should be uh, mahusif and very exciting for all concerned. Well, these, these are the guys that, um, yeah, have uh, not too long ago did Jurassic World Evolution um uh, back in the day, they did all. They did a few roller coaster tycoons as well, which were very, very popular uh, back in the day. Uh, Those were more cool. They've done some Elite Dangerous games. I don't know if you remember Elite first came out on the BBC Micro. I remember my dad used to love it, where it's literally you are a uh, you're in space and you kind of like fly between um, planets and space stations and dealing. Um, uh, you know, you buy and sell stuff. Um, I got so, that when I first bought VR Elite Dangerous because I yeah, heard it were really yeah. good in VR and it sounded quite exciting. I spent like two hours spinning around in a circle or not moving, 
nothing happened and then I just uninstalled it and I've not been back since. <laughs> because at the end huge... of the day, you can't race nothing in it. So I don't uh, know why I bother yeah. doing these things. It's like, know your audience, isn't it? Um, yeah, 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 definitely. But uh, yeah, so um, I can see why people are... Um, are, are, are excited about it and Jurassic World Evolution is about basically running your own version of the the park uh, from Jurassic for the films so um, yeah I think it, it, it's okay I think by all accounts I don't know if it's their best game but um, but yeah so um, yeah I think uh, they've got some good heritage so yeah rightly so people should be um excited so yeah i'm uh, i i love a good management game i like him with this it's it's a hard line it's it's a fine not a hard line it's a fine line between making it fun uh, and enjoyable um and you know like i i used to play championship manager 1998 i remembered it having two leagues the english and the italian leagues um and as where now, when you boot up Fort Manager, you have the choice of basically leads from over over the world, and some that you can make playable, and some you can just make uh, active for database reasons. Because the more games that play, the computer has to process those games. So the more leads you act- activate, um, the game gets slower. Um, but every year they make tweaks, and it just gets that little bit more complicated. The last one I played was two years ago, and then. Um, Charlton, who I support, were in League One at the time and probably going to end up in League One again, though nobody knows what's going to happen with the football leagues right now. Um, and uh, I, I got, I was, I had Charlton top of the league and I just stopped playing it um, because they take, it takes a lot of time. I know, and that was a year, I worked out the other day, that was two years ago I played that. Um, and I keep saying to myself, I've got to get back to that. I've got to get back to that. Um, and I'd probably be the same with this, to be, to be honest, but if they released an iPad version, um, I quite happily play that on the train because I have a lot of time in my uh, on my commute. Uh, I am so glad London. you said on the train. I thought that was going to go somewhere entirely different. I quite happily play that on the... T- no, not the toilet. Not the toilet. <laughs> you just got a filthy mind, literally. On uh, the toilet's where you're supposed so yeah. to read all my articles. <laughs> yeah, well, I can, yeah, I can imagine on your uh, laptop from like 1985. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I mean, I, it'll be interesting where this goes. I think it, it's the the thing that's missing from Formula One games right now. Um, so yeah, I think people are rightly to be to be excited about what they're gonna what they're gonna um, what they're gonna achieve. So yeah, great stuff, excellent. That brings that nicely to a close. Uh, okay, item number four: Dirt Rally 2.0, Colin McRae pack. Let's start with you, Danny. I don't have Colin McRae Rally to. Or dirt, uh, dirt rally too. So sorry, can't comment much on the content. No, I haven't got it either. But we can we can con- comment on the uh, well. On it's the cool, content, yeah, sure. Can't we? It's, actually, I like the, that the picture that you put on. Well, that Paul put on Wrist Department was uh, the legacy because it's a car that you almost never see in any rally game. So I'm, I was actually quite happy to see that one used on the cover. So uh, well, what can I say? The Sierra as well. I see it here. Well, there's my favorite, of course, the Impreza. So that's yeah. Cool. I mean, the the Impreza's legendary, isn't it? Yeah, Absolutely it's my legendary. Favorite rally car of all time. So good to see it. It's cool. Well, on a small tangent, they're also coming uh, this year. They'll have the Colin McRae uh, rally. I mean, in uh, in the real world uh, for the first time. So uh, like a tribute rally to Colin McRae. So good to see like they're doing it as well on the on the game. My my question to you would be, you know, the, the the kind of not. It's great to see this new content, but you know, people are kind of questioning the um, 
the way the game has been released, you know, with the DLC content, um, I, I should, I mean, this content I think is good for DLC, but some of the other content they've, they've released Coast Masters for Dirt 2.0 um, or 2.0, whichever way you want to call it. Um, you know, some of the tracks they've released have been in the previous iteration of the game, which is a bit of a shame. Do you think that they're making people pay for this DLC? Well, if you see it, as as we've mentioned before, it's a bit of a, a thing of, well, you get what you want to get, and if you don't want it, you don't get it. And again, it says it's free for all the season owners, which I guess is a similar thing to like a season pass or a season pack. So if you have it, you'll already have that included. So, I mean, it's, it's the way to do business these days, and I don't see it as a bad thing. If people want it, they'll try it. If they have the season pack, they got the most for money surely at the end of the game cycle. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. Have you read some of the comments from people who, when this got released? Because um, quite a few people were accusing Paul uh, Codemasters of basically copy and paste um, for the uh, for the track uh, for the for the route in uh, in Wales, basically saying that they just yeah. rearranged Scotland. <laughs> I can kind <laughs> I can see people's argument about the whole copy and paste thing. So, I mean, I don't know what the stages are like for the new Colin McRae Scotland thing. So I don't know if they're entirely new routes or they're reissuing of stuff that's already been in the game. I'm assuming they're entirely new routes, but uh, I don't really know. But this whole copy and paste from Dirt Rally 1, malarkey. You buy the game based on how much content it's got and you decide whether you think that's worth paying for or not. And then the, the follow-on stuff they're releasing is it's not coming in at a high price point. And for me personally, I'd rather have had... I I I'm not particularly interested in the Rallycross side of Dirt Rally Two. No, so, it doesn't interest uh, me either. If I'm being entirely frank, I don't want to pay fifteen quid more for my copy of the game to have a load of dirt Rallycross stuff that I don't care about. Uh, I don't care about a lot of the additional cars as well. So I've bought the uh, additional rally stages. Yep, absolutely. Buy those for sure, because I love Dirt Rally. I think it's a brilliant game. And I've bought a couple of cars that I'm interested in. So off the top of my head, I think I've bought the Skoda Fabia because Colin McRae drove it, funnily enough. Uh, and that works for me. The, the price point, they're coming in at like three and a half quid or £3.50 uh, or like four euros, whatever, for a rally stage. They're a significant visual and playability upgrade over the Dirt 1 stuff. So... Uh, I'm quite content with that. I, I made, If you make a decision that the base game costs whatever, 40 quid, 35 quid, whatever it was at the time, and it's got X, Y, and Z content, is it worth it? Yes or no? Bonus for DLC stuff after the event. So I've got no problem with it. And this Colin McRae one uh, is free anyway for season pass owners, which I am not, so I'll end up buying it because it's... It's Colin McRae, so you've got to, aren't you? Uh, and I think it's a nice way to round out development. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a good a good pack. It looks looks exciting so far, and any additional rally stages in the game is uh, winner, winner, chicken dinner, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm excited to see the... I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of McRae, so it's good to see some of the, uh, the old school stuff coming into the game. Especially um, the legacy, as well as Danny said, the Subaru yeah. legacy was uh, yeah. Subaru's first attempt at respectability that kind of set McRae on the way to his glittering career and set Subaru on the way to becoming uh, 
a powerhouse that they are nowadays in in rallying competitions. So completely, uh, completely kind of relevant, but I did I could kind of allude to it at the at the beginning, um, or just kind of deviate to it. Paul, you you and I both watched a recent episode of Top Gear in the UK. Oh, and, um, that was exceptional. And, and the bit with Chris Harris talking about Conor McRae, and he drove the um, the Subaru Prezzo, Conor McRae's yeah. actual Subaru Prezzo, which I have seen a couple of times at, at Goodwood because it's generally there at the festival speed uh, because his family look after. Um, and keep it all nice and and, and so forth. Um, what a great piece that was! And come on, admit it. Did you have a tear in your eye I, when watching that? I did. That? I did. A little, so did I. Yeah, so did yeah. I. That were beautiful, yeah, someone, beautifully, respectfully put together yeah, by Harris and yeah, Tokyo. Yeah. Well done. And you know, and I know, I know a lot of people have been questionable about the the recent change in presenters and things like that. But sometimes they just pull things out of the bag. And that was yeah. it, it for me. And it did. It and pulled you, on the heartstrings. You, just, you know, how long ago was that now? And also, you know, yeah, you forget exactly. it, was a, it was a helicopter crash, you know? We, well, I mean, McRae died uh, a long time ago now. And it was surprising to me how upset Dave Richards, the boss of ProDrive, yeah, was about yeah, it. Even yeah, now, was, even all these yeah. years later. So that shows the level of esteem Colin McRae was held in. I mean, it's practically unheard of, but I think it was 2001 ish when he moved to Ford and he had the new focus. Ninety nine Grand Grand Pardon? Nineteen ninety nine that was. Ninety God damn life scarily fast. In nineteen ninety nine when the uh, new focus came out, uh Grandstand had uh, one of the rallies uh, live towards the end of the season and we actually I was lucky that I had a teacher at the time that also liked motor racing we left the lesson and went to watch it on the only <laughs> television we had in the library because it's like Colin McRae transcended transcended yeah, transcended yeah. even motorsport world, world rally into everyone else's life didn't he he kind of he yes. kind of brought it into the it's mainstream, didn't it? It did, it did. It yeah. was because he was a little bit like uh, maybe Ayrton Senna in Formula One. He was more than rally. He was a guy that people just got behind. Whether they Definitely. liked rally or not, they just wanted to see success for Colin McRae, regardless of what discipline is is, is racing in. And yeah, to, to literally walk away from a lesson, because well, half I remember it clearly, me and my mate Danny, big, big friends and uh, big fans of motorsport, we were just like, right, sir, Rally starts in like 15 minutes. It's like, right, sod it, come on then. And we just left. <laughs> I don't know what happened to the That's class nice. when they had a supply teacher or what, but we just left. It's like, yeah, Colin McRae's fighting for a championship. There's like, no way I'm side the class when it's live on telly. So see you in a bit, boys. And <laughs> went and sat down. Happy nice. days. Nice. Brilliant. You can get away with that now. Um, yeah. Uh, David Day, your, your thoughts on the, uh, on the content and Colin McRae? The latest uh, expansion, uh, you, you mean the the McRae Park? Yeah, yeah. it's um, uh, as Danny was saying, it's a um, it's a great addition for the for the cars and also also for the expansion uh, track wise uh, with the uh, new routes or routes? How do you say it? Routes. 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 Um, because a, you know, a route, a route uh, for our Australian friends is a slang for um, for sex. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it's always important in rally games to have uh, <clears throat> as much um, uh, road as much route as you can get. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you scared me, Paul. You were so loud. Yeah, no, I, was very loud. I, was, I was very excited. You, you, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Apologies for Paul blowing off your eardrums, everybody. If you want to uh, send your uh, your hospital bills to uh, Paul Jeffrey at racedepartment.com. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, what I was saying yes that in uh, rally games uh, it's uh, it's important I think that it's more uh, uh, pivotal to have uh, as much uh, uh, trucks or in general um, road to cover than cars to drive because uh, in uh, differently from other motorsport disciplines where you race on trucks you are expected to learn the truck so the uh, the uh, unexpected is uh, uh, challenging yourself to drive as fast as possible in the truck with uh, uh, a car that you maybe don't know. In rally games, it's exactly the opposite. You uh, should know the car and uh, don't know where you are driving it. So uh, it's uh, it's nice that they are uh, expanding uh, their. Um, their truck roster uh, as well, yeah, or, uh, as much as they are um, adding new cars to the pack. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's good to have new content. Um, I just think they've been a bit cheeky with the base content, but um, Codemasters, I'll, I'll call them out on that. But I, I do like, I mean, this, you know, like this is a decent add-on. Um, you know, uh, some great historic cars there and are um, based on what is probably Britain's greatest rally driver of all time. Um, and I cannot believe that he left us in 2007, which is just remarkable. So, uh, um, and his legacy uh, continues. Um, so, yeah. His Subaru legacy. His Subaru legacy continues. Hey, nice one, Danny. <laughs> nice one. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Go away, Danny. Right. Uh, switching nicely to our main topic this week. So, um, Davide, over to you. Go on. What, what's the main topic? It's your, your, it's your baby. Yeah. Uh, first of all, let me start at... Uh... You know, you should know, uh, guys who are listening to the pod, this is probably the best main topic that we've had so far <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in all of the seasons. Oh, God, so much laugh, I need to pee. I'll pee all over myself if you're not careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, it's the best main topic we've had so far. And it's basically this. Allow me to explain it to you. <laughs> so we, were, um, we are about to discuss and we want to hear your opinion too. If we if, uh, about um, uh, the current generation of sims, let's say so, uh, for example, think of uh, Assetto Corsa Competizione, think of uh, AMS2, think of uh, GTR3, if God knows when, uh, when and <laughs> how it comes out. Um, those new sims, um, some of them are focusing uh, on a specific uh, racing series, like for example, ACC with the GT3 cars. Uh, and uh, even, the, even though it, it is expanding to GT4 in the summer. And uh, on the other side, you have uh, titles like, uh, like, for example, AMS2, which are uh, keeping uh, the uh, tradition, we can say, of doing uh, themes that uh, uh, try to have multiple series in it. And uh, 
let's discuss if we are, if uh, we think that uh, with the current generation of sims there is a, a more prefer preferable way to to approach uh, the approach the sim developing scene if it's better to have just one series like Kunos is doing or uh, multiple series like Razer is doing okay so I think we have touched on this before uh, in the podcast. I do, I do think we have touched on this subject. Um, don't try what, to diminish. Don't try to no, diminish. No, no, yeah, no, no, just no, destroyed no, all of his influence. We, no. we have kind of touched on this, but um, something I want to mention to you is on race department and on our forums, I tend to be, I like to think I'm like the voice of reason, right? And uh, recently... Uh, there was the I'm trying to find it I'm trying to find it while I'm talking um, Mr. Jeffrey our, uh, our chief editor posted an update about um, the GT4 and the Brit Pack and so forth so um, so, so anyway right for someone right uh, basically uh, I picked a, 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 a hole in their comments they, um, some people have, so ACC, the recent announcement came out, right, about the console release and so forth. And then people basically say, well, why, why can't it, why, um, why can't it have these games and these games and these cars? And I'm like, because it's, you know, it's a series, you know, people don't. I think the biggest problem is people are either... I don't know if they're trolling. I don't know what they're doing. Or they just don't get it, right? But when you sign a license yeah. for a series... Because I basically came back and went, okay, so what? In the in F1 2019, you want to add DTM, do you? Mm. Like, you know, that's just... It makes no I, sense. Yeah. So people are basically going on to the post that Paul makes, right? You know, articles are going... Great game, but why hasn't it got karting? Well, because karting is not part of SRO. You know, it's a series. It's not Art Factor. It's not Automobilista 1. And it's not Automobilista 2. You know, and it's not Project Cars or Project Cars 2. You know, ACC is a single serious game. So, words, word of the, to the wise people. Stop being stupid, right? Because... You're just making a fool of yourself. And you try to be funny, you're not. You're just an idiot, right? Okay? Um, going on to... The... <laughs> relax, <laughs> Paul. <Right>. Relax. <laughs> Breathe. You're an idiot. Chill, right? you're, an idiot. <laughs> you're, an idiot. you're an idiot. Right? And then the... Per... <laughs> to be fair, the person who I got into a debate with about this where I kind of went, yeah, it's my personal problem, to be fair. I don't like modern GT cars, but CSC with much potential by the developer who gave us a set of Corsa. One of my absolute favourites, just because it's GT only ACC is not for me. Um, like, what's your point? Like, I'm not being funny, fella, but what's your point? Like, it, you're just you're just saying stuff for the sake of saying it. It's not valid. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, going back to the question at hand. So, Paul's opinion, everybody, is Paul's alone and not shared by the Race Department podcast crew or affiliates. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, listen. I'm allowed. A, I'm allowed an opinion. That's what. That's what people love about me. Um, sing, single series versus jack of all trades. It, I think honestly, it's down to the. It's up, that's all down to the game, really. Um, if we look, if, look, look. I mean, we've talked about it 
again and again and again. But I think Project Cars is a good example here. You obviously each car type handles differently, and we understand that. So a DTM car will handle different to a GT4 or a GT3. And then a Formula One car will handle completely different because you've got aerodynamics in play and, and the different tires and the you know the, the way the you know the cars are so low and so forth. Um I guess where we talked about where project cars will, you know, some cars feel like they're not touching the road and, and others. Um, do you get that kind of, if you look at a set of corsets, do you get that level of inconsistency there? I'd probably say you don't. Not that I've noticed it. Um, feel free for anybody else to chime in if they disagree with that. Oh, look at that. There's silence. I think that kind of proves my point. Um, so it, it can work. Um, I think if we look at a set of Corsa Capitione, where it's able to focus on a championship, I think we're really starting to see um, how that is developing around the gameplay element, the handling. Um, some questions still remain around the, the UI for me um, in the game. Like Paul and I were um, doing a bit of practice last night and we were talking about how you can't easily search for a track that you're trying to find if you want to go and join like a public lobby just to get a bit of practice in if you want to risk your life in a public lobby that is um it i don't know i don't know i like variety don't get me wrong and i think that sometimes kind of to the point which i was just completely debunking actually <laughs> you know it sometimes would be nice to have other cars in acc because the game is so good um but maybe then on the flip side the game is so good because they can just focus on a single series um i think that's what i really have to say on the matter well just to get you going a bit more on that post about the acc and gt4 i found another guy saying that he would have preferred tcrs in the game so i'll let you keep on going a bit oh, longer i mean what is wrong with people what is wrong <laughs> Seriously, I, I sometimes want to just run up into a wall and just headbutt it. Like I just, I just, I just, I, I don't know what, I don't know what to say. I honestly, I just, what is wrong with people? Anyway, I better stop talking. <laughs> I'll get myself in trouble with the boss. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. No, it's fine. I like a rant. Paul Jeffrey likes my rants, really, don't you, Paul? Uh... <laughs> 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 what? Where am I? What's happening? Who? <laughs> no, I do like your rants, Paul. I do. It. They're, 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 a, they're a sight to behold. <laughs> yeah, or, or listen to even. Indeed, but like, indeed. Paul, I mean, Paul, what are your thoughts on single versus um, multi-series games? I mean... well. Once upon a time, many, many moons ago, uh, a couple of years back maybe, now I think, can't remember, uh, certainly before ACC came out, long time before we knew about that, I put a discussion thread post up at RD, uh, harking back to the good old GTR 2 days. Yeah. I think it might have been during the game that never was GTR 3 hype. Uh, champion, championing. Is that, God, I'm is that, game, for is that game never coming now? Oh, I don't know. Okay, no one knows. Maybe. Okay. I know that's another podcast for another day. But uh, yeah, I was a big fan of the GTR 2 game and also the race 07, which was the World Touring Car and a few similar type series. Uh, 
and I kind of championed the idea of why don't we, why don't sim developers create a more focused single series title? So at the time, the trend was uh, either your games like R Factor Two, where it's pretty much the the tech behind it and they'll let the modding community bring content or Assetto Corsa was big at the time where there's a lot of different kinds of content brought by the developers alongside uh, mod content which is nice but uh, for me personally I've not I've got limited interest unless I'm in a, an online league in racing generic cars so a generic field of GT3 so unliveried or non-series specific gt3s or touring car whatever it doesn't have to be any particular class just cars that aren't a full championship so i kind of like race room racing experience for that because they've got the world touring cars which are phenomenally good they had the dtm they've got the adac gt masters for the gt3 side of things so they had some licenses but i think uh it's difficult to quantify these things, much like it's difficult to say driver X in Formula One, one man more Fangio is better than, than Senna or Hamilton. It's difficult to say, but because Kunos have put a heck of a lot of effort into ACC. But I think, uh, taken on face value, the idea of focusing down onto a particular category is reaping absolute dividends because Assetto Corsa Competizione now, for me, is the best racing sim on the market. The handling, the graphics, the tracks, the immersion, the rules that uh, simulate the real world series, all the fine detail because they're limiting themselves down to one category. Okay, they're doing the GT4, but it still follows the same uh, circus that is the now GT World Challenge powered by AWS, I think it is. Uh, and that's starting to reap benefits and that's become my go-to simulation. I like to race real cars on real tracks in period in the liveries against the artificial intelligence that is the real drivers and i like uh, a detailed uh, ai as well and i've raced offline quite a bit recently uh, in preparation for an online event that i were doing at race department which we'll talk about later at suzuka and the ai race was fabulous i did one at silverstone as well for a race i didn't manage to make it to uh, and the whole experience is just fabulous, where it's a bit of a mixed bag in Assetto Corsa, which is the only similar kind of game that's, that's sort of had the development behind it. And I'm not interested in picking... I know there's like a heck of a lot of GT3 cars, but I'm, I'm not interested in five liveries from uh, Noise Life 24 Hours, five liveries from Blank Pan, three liveries from British GT, and all that sort of jazz. Uh, in a mixed bag of cars that never raced against each other on track in a real series that doesn't do anything for me so I'm actually a firm fan and would like to see more single series and even if that means selling like for example Kunos if they release the upcoming GT4s that they're uh, proposing to do uh, I'm assuming they'll probably be a 2020 blank pan update as well for the new cars and liveries once that season kicks off and the ancillary bits like the British tracks that are coming out if they then released an entirely brand new game at 45 quid that focused on a different series I'm just saying for instance I'm not suggesting this uh, World Touring Car TCI I would buy that and then released and developed that so it's a feature-rich quality game and then released another new game that focuses just on another series entirely uh let's say whatever uh japanese super gt 
I would be in for that because the standalone value quality of it is high enough to justify paying a full retail price if it's done to the same level of detail as GTR 2 before it and ACC now. Whereas the idea of uh, these jack-of-all-trades type sims has kind of appeals less to me and my taste nowadays than, uh, than maybe it once did. And that's a whole lot of talking, so I'm sorry, I shall move on. Oh, that's good. It's good. I think uh, before we, we move on to David Day and get his kind of um, his questions, we want to hear his opinion on it, Paul. But um, you, it just thought occurred to me while you were talking there that it's the the games that generally have multiple series tend to be more aimed at your casual gamer, maybe yes, maybe your yes. console user. I mean, console users are probably a bit unfair, so I'm sure there's still guys and girls on console that, that like a, a thoroughbred detail, but you're right. They, they tend to land the very on nature, consoles, though, don't they? They those do, games, yeah. If you've, got, if you've got, for, for instance, 60 cars and 25 tracks, let's say, you cannot possibly get to the same level of detail as something that simulates 14 cars and 8 tracks in one championship you can't do it because you've got all you've got as you mentioned earlier paul you've got formula type cars competing on the same physics engine and the same ai sets of rules and tweak as you have uh classic touring cars let's say completely different kettles of fish where stuff like with the kunos thing you can have the uh garage guys come out and sort your car out and it's modeled to that specific car rather than trying to be a one size fits all the ai is tweaked for that specific car track combination to the nth degree rather than done till it's good enough and then moving on to the 59 other cars you've got to deal with so it's just it's logistics and it's not a trip these sim racing studios are not triple a studios with 900 staff they're relatively small affairs i mean if you look at the end credits of acc there's about 15 guys on there. And I don't think that's particularly far off the full amount of staff they've got and a few subcontractors. So uh, smartly working smart and working hard and focusing it down into a concentrated area for me and making something exceptional is, for my personal opinion, the right way to go. So if uh, Sector 3 Studios, let's say, release a standalone Race 21, which is a sequel to Race 07, that was the World Touring Car, uh, or WTCR, should I say, the ADAC TCR, the German version. And I don't know, let's throw Australian, because their TCR series is looking really good, the Aussies. The Australian Touring Car, I'd pay 50 quid for that, in a heartbeat, if it's done to a detailed level. And then if a developer riser, let's say, just to pick somebody out of thin air, built a game that was just the uh, Stock Car Brazil series and all the rules and detail to the same level as ACC, I'd pay full price for that as well. I'd much rather do that than light touch, which uh, tends to happen up to this point and has happened historically. And that's my piece on yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, very valid points there, uh, Mr. Jeffrey. I feel, yeah. Um, David Day. Yes. Over to you, sir. <laughs> Um, just a quick note. I don't think that uh, um, before you were saying to Paul that maybe uh, trying to have multiple series is a way to cater uh, 
console players uh, ish but uh, i don't think that's the case because console players are used to single series uh, games like for example the f1 games uh, or the MotoGP games uh, it's uh, it's hard to have yeah, that's, that's, that's actually a very valid point yeah you're right yeah. actually yeah, i mean yeah. just yeah. Uh, just now sims are starting to come uh, on consoles with uh, Assetto Corsa and now ACC, but uh, and uh, Project Cars, uh, if we want to consider it as a, as a full-fledged team. But um, before that, uh, on consoles, you could only find, uh, you know, single uh, series officially licen- licensed games. So I, I think that uh, maybe the fact of going with multiple series uh, was a natural response uh, to the fact that for years we basically had uh, uh, just, uh, in a sense, uh, uh, air factor. I mean, there were there were of course uh, some other sims, but ninety uh, percent of the sim racers played air factor, which was uh, for official content. It was very scarce. It was uh, everything was basically mods on it. So when the first uh, sims of the new generation came, they tried to show their uh, their muscles, but uh, by um, uh, trying to have uh, as many se- series as possible to you know to make an impression. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, to me, those times are are over. We all know that um, uh, that uh, what sims are capable of now. What uh, um, sim engines are capable of uh, in this moment of uh, uh, of history, we can say. <laughs> uh, so um, it's uh, it's time to to move to for me to move to a different uh, kind of mentality, which is as uh, uh, Paul Jeffrey was saying that of uh, focusing on a single series because uh, uh, you may lose some. Um, uh, some audience, we can say, some uh, some people uh, buying your game. Like for example, I love Assetto Corsa, but I didn't buy. Uh, or, well, I I've bought ACC, but uh, I re- refunded it, and um, I'm still uh, on the uh, considering if uh, rebuying it or not. And uh, the the announcement of the GT Force. GT4 cars uh, clear, uh, clear my mind on that. So yeah, you might uh, you might lose some um, some buyers, some some people that uh, purchase your game, but um, at the same time you uh, manage to make a m- much more detailed uh, title uh, for uh, rules, uh, for cars, for trucks. Because as Paul was saying, uh, uh, it isn't much fun, uh, for example, for me, I like vintage cars. It isn't much fun to race just uh, Lotus 49s uh, on uh, Monza and Silverstone uh, 1966. Uh, It becomes uh, old uh, very fast. It is uh, very much more interesting to race. I like what you did there, old old very fast and you're talking about vintage cars. Nice. That's what you did there. It's well played. (laughs) So, um, <laughs> you didn't realize that was unintentional, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on. 
<laughs> so uh, yeah, it's uh, it's much more fun when you have uh, the full series, all of the cars uh, with the right uh, right liveries, skins, competing against the, each other with the correct drivers, and each driver having uh, its uh, its own talent is her in uh, if there is a female driver talent file. Uh, mimicking the performance of the uh, of the driver uh, himself or herself on the track uh, where they competed, uh, it's much much more fun, and uh, I think that on the in the long run uh, it uh, it is the smartest move right now uh, for me, and. Uh, as I was saying, even if the uh, even if in the um, uh, initial part of your sales, you'll maybe sell, sell less. Uh, you'll probably get back uh, what you didn't sell in uh, in the long run when you expand with, uh, you know, with um, like uh, Kunas did with ACC with the 2019 uh, season. Uh, I think that they'll make also the 2020. There, is, there has been no official uh, statement on that, but uh, it's probable. Probable. You have the GT4, so you may have uh, some other uh, series that all revolve around the same rules. So it all makes sense. It, it keeps being consistent. Uh, not uh, like uh, with the multiple series where it becomes uh, a bit of a mess. So I don't know if uh, <laughs> if it was clear enough. Uh, my yeah, I had, my... A, I, had a, I had a comment or a question, and then it went completely out of my head, which is a real shame because I thought it was quite a. I pro I probably confused one. you with <laughs> with my thinking. No, no, yeah, no, it... no, no, it was me. I distracted myself away from what I was going to ask you, and now I can't remember what the uh, what the what the question the question um, was. Yeah, what the question no, was. The, but... the fact is that uh, Paul uh, said pretty much all there is to say about it. It was uh, um, it was a very very clear and perfect. Uh, so my point is that uh, uh, going for multiple series is. Uh, it was uh, the it was a good call uh, at the during the previous generation of sims so assetto cars uh, ams1 um, project cars 1 and 2 but uh, right now it is better to focus on a single series it's uh, yeah well 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 i mean auto ballista 2 is going against that grain isn't it so yeah it is and uh, and i think that i made uh, my point uh, about it uh, uh, clear before when as i said before our subpar with the possible uh, with the possibilities okay. of the of the right. engine itself and that's the problem with the uh, you know with the approach that uh, reza had in fact uh, i said if uh, if it was for me they would have done better by starting again from uh, from scratch yeah. because it's yeah. the uh, anyway, right. I think. We're, sorry, I think you're gonna kind of end up repeating. Yeah, yeah, no, no. You said it wrong, but I think uh, this just goes to everybody here. I think just it was just, again. It was a thought that occurred to me when David A was talking there, and he and he and he mentioned something, and then a thought popped into my head was the huge benefit, which I think we are forgetting here about doing a single series, is because they're focusing on that and they've signed a license, they get data. 
Oh yeah, yeah, and they get data um, from the teams, don't they? Yeah, and, so they get t- data from the tire manufacturers, and they get data from the teams, and then they get drivers yeah. testing the game. Yeah, for example, with ACC, uh, there is uh, the drivers. Uh, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's uh, South African. David yeah, I forget, I forget his name. If I'm being yeah, uh, David David Perel. Uh, yeah. That's it. Yeah, and he does. He started. I think he started out as a series racer and makes videos. I, I think there have been others that obviously, you know, he's the only one that's really kind of has a profile online. But I think there are others. But yeah, you know, absolutely. My, my point There's is Nicky here team is as well. that. Data, I mean, you know, if I'm going to decide tomorrow, right, I've got a development team and I'm going to make a game and I'm going to include Formula 1, I'm going to include Formula 2, and then I'm going to add some GTR3 games, I'm going to add some carts in there. I, I, where am I going to get the data from to, to, to make those games? I might be able to get one team on board, perhaps, if I know someone or pay a few bob to a team to get their data. I don't know how it works. Um, but if I've got the license, I, I get the data from all the teams. Yeah, and and with that's what happened. Win, right? uh, yeah, that is what happened also with uh, with Reza, with the stock cars. Uh, you had uh, they were in contact with the teams and with the drivers, or for example, for race room with the uh, TCR and DTMs. Uh, they had drivers um, trying the cars, and you can tell with those. Um, uh, with that content, with the stock cars, uh, for example, from Reza or DTMs and TCR, that they are uh, uh, on uh, somewhat of a different level compa- yeah. uh, compared to the rest of the content they have inside the same sim. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think um, I, I, that's one know. of the many reasons I don't like fantasy content. Yeah. Well, yeah, never, absolutely. never been a fan of fantasy content no. for interpreted physics. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. it to be as close to the real thing, and that's the thing where, again, going back to the topic in hand of the single series thing. Uh, I mean, this is way above my head, so I'm not going to go into any kind of detail. But there's been some posts from the Kunos guys with ACC about the improvements they've made to the slipstream effect and side drafting and the cone of effectiveness of the slipstream and how it unsettles your car in different ways and more advanced ways than was possible in the original Assetto Corsa. Because again, you're doubling down on a smaller amount of content so you can afford to address these levels of details that you just physically can't get around to in a much larger scope, same as the original AC is, for example. And little stuff like that really, really turns me on that kind of thing in a sim racing game is that level of detail and immersion aspects and the whole thing about the way the traction control interacts with the car the different stages the engine maps uh, everything's just that little bit more detailed than uh, a another simulator's gt3 content let's say where gt3 is just a small portion of a much larger range of cars and uh, that's 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 possible in in that level of game and also don't forget the sort of the from the business side of things all this detail that kunos for example have applied in acc they can then export that learning that development and that work into their next title uh, and have that level of additional depth that wouldn't have been possible if they'd have just made ac2 rinse and repeat repeat but bigger so that's a knock-on benefit as well for sim racing as a whole and an ac in particular the chassis flex and all that kind of thing. Yeah, 
Yeah. I and mean, the brake pad yeah. simulation, man, they have got so yes. in-depth, man, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, this is it. And you're not going to get that from a multi-series game, are you? I mean... Oh, not to that level, no, certainly. No. Not to that level, because as you kind of alluded to with the data sharing and the close uh, the close association that they have with the then-titled Blank Pan series, that brakeware is scientifically applied into the sim. So that's not just an arbitrary, after X amount of hammer, this is going to happen. That's been calculated through data, through numbers, through maths, through actual on-track development. So the break where, okay, and I'm not saying it's going to be one-to-one -one with real life, but it's going to be a heck of a lot closer than in break where in a multi-discipline uh, game where you're just going to put an arbitrary limit on there. Like with tyre wear, after 20 laps, your tyre should be X amount knackered. That's been developed in ACC to on real data to mirror the real things. The breakware is the same thing, and that's a level of depth you are not gonna get in AC1, R Factor 2, Automobile Ballista 2, or Race Room Racing Experience, I wouldn't imagine. So uh, all little things that actually make a massive picture at the end of it when you put them all together. Yeah, 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 fair point. Yeah, I am. Um, but to be honest, sorry. Go on, no, no, go on, go, 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 go. Yeah, both. Both uh, single series games and jack of all trades are needed though, because we, when R Factor 1 started with this uh, jack of all trades uh, trend, and then many games followed it, and we were, we've been actually waiting for like, 13 years between GTR 2 and ACC. Um, we kind of, of course, it came back to being the GT cars that people like and drive, but everybody wants to drive everything and they have to add AC1. And everybody driving into them and then them figuring out okay everybody likes gt3 cars let's make a gt3 uh game but let's say imagine they everybody liked formula threes or everybody liked uh i don't know uh, touring cars a lot more and then race room had done them so in the end everybody always plays the same kind of cars and uh, everybody likes like there's the formula one games they've always been there so people like to recreate the championship and because they can relate to what they see on TV or etc. But yeah, the, the the bigger games still need to be there to to show us other content that it's out there that we would have oh, God, yeah. never heard about. I totally yeah, agree that yeah. there's place for both without a doubt. And I also bemoan uh, the move away from modability, which I think is a big shame because uh, I like the obscure stuff. I mean, we're lucky that Riser by the from the studio create obscure stuff or a lot of brazilian centric things which i think is absolutely awesome but yeah there's room for both for sure uh the idea that like you say you can drive a, a formula three car and stuff like that which probably wouldn't be big enough in its own right i think it's fair to say to have a standalone game is is epic so there's room for both but my personal leaning is is single sim stuff uh, as well as is, is my main main preference for me in direct answer yeah, to the question. Yeah. David A? Um, I was going to um, respond to Danny about uh, the fact of needing uh, both kind of uh, uh, of scenes, both the single series focused and the jack of all trades. But um, while, uh, <laughs> while I was talking, uh, another uh, thought crossed my mind. Uh, I was thinking of this idea, maybe it's crazy, maybe it could work out. I think that uh, I stand by my point that uh, uh, with the current, at least with the current generation of sims, uh, it will it will be better to focus on a single series. However, 
to not lose the possibility of uh, having uh, a more uh, um, vast experience. So to try uh, many different cars or series or some cars that uh, maybe not everyone knows about, but uh, but some someone is particularly uh, uh, fond of. Maybe a better option nowadays would be not to make uh, uh, a proper sim by definition. I mean, uh, a sim with uh, a specific content of cars and trucks, but maybe developing an engine and supporting it over a long period of time uh, for modders to uh, work on because uh, we have seen with Assetto Corsa that there are uh, nowadays there are there have always been sorry uh, talented modders but nowadays we have um, the they have also the tools to uh, express themselves and also to make uh, a living off in some cases we've seen some uh, some modders uh, making uh, some teams uh, team team up to make uh, better content and have the possibility to to sell it because of uh, of its quality so maybe giving uh, modders a platform to express themselves would be uh, a better option rather than trying yourself to make a sim with as, ma as many series as possible. You just develop the, the, um, the engine, you give the, the modders the possibility to make the cars and trucks uh, and, and sell them, sell them and uh, make uh, you know, uh, a marketplace uh, above your, uh, your uh, substructure. I don't know if it's if it, this is idea is clear and if it makes sense. <laughs> I think Daddy's got something to say. Uh, well, the thing that I that's just my opinion replying to you in this case. Um, the thing I in an ideal world I think that would be the best way to go. But uh, what I see in practice would be that if you have this happening, that you have this amazing base uh, like. Um, Physics-wise, if you have a, like a really good modeling program that allows you to program anything you want, uh, the things that you'll get mods and people say, "Oh, this mod is amazing! Oh, it's such good uh, inverted commas quality." Well, while at the same time, if you're not having a deal like uh, Kunos has with the SRO, where are people getting their data from? How can you say it's good or bad or if it's reliable to the real car if people are just bringing it out of their uh, bag to not say something else? Yeah, Danny, that is true. But you also have to remember that, for example, when it was with um, the first Assetto Corsa, for example, uh, they uh, used to license uh, uh, to, to get sing single license for specific cars and trucks. But in this case, let's talk about cars because for trucks, it's easy to have data. Pretty much all of the trucks are laser, laser scanning their facility. So um, that can uh, be kind of uh, easier today. With cars, yeah, you can uh, license the car, get the data from the manufacturer, but who tells you that they are giving you precise data and uh, exact exactly. data? Because for example, as, as it was data. for a set- It's pronounced data, it, by the way. Data. data. Uh, first, You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> As it was for the first Assetto Corsa, there were there were some cars that even though they were licensed, uh, 
the um, the manufacturer gave uh, uh, vague data because uh, of uh, competitive reason. They were um, racing cars, so they couldn't expose themselves too much. Uh, so what is the point of having uh, a licensed car that is still based on uh, vague uh, and generic data? So that's why I, I, my idea of making just an engine for models to express. and. If you follow models on the on race department, you know that uh, despite the platform they're working on, Air Factor, Assetto Corsa, AMS One, they are very uh, resourceful, and uh, sometimes uh, even uh, more uh, they care to, for details even more than uh, uh, than developers uh, than, than official developers sometimes. So. I don't think that will be that much of a of a problem. It wouldn't be as accurate as uh, ACC for the reason both Paul uh, uh, were explaining, but uh, it will be uh, just as good as a generic sim with multiple series. Yeah, that uh, that I can agree because uh, yeah, nothing will be. I'm maybe I just had some bad experiences with some mods in the past. That's probably why I always have a. I look with a, with some suspicion when I see people saying, "Oh, this mod is amazing! It's so realistic, realistic quality." Yeah, quality. I, 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 I it drives me but nuts yeah. when people do that because, like, especially if it's a kind of to Paul's point, they're wrong way, it's fantasy one. So, so, you know, I know there's a mod out there for F1 2021, like to add the the the, the new cars into a set of Corsa. Now, I know it's by Sim Racing Studio that. Oh, excuse me. Have got a good uh, pedigree with their mods, but how do they know how that car is going to handle? Surely they well, don't they, have the data. They looked at the official rules book and. Uh, yeah, but it only tells you so much, though. Like, and every Formula One car is so different from each other. Yeah, in, in yeah, the, I mean, well, the ten just... cars. So, and the technology is so in depth, like we can't yeah. even believe. And I'm sure there's no. I would say. Like with putting my thumb in the, like my finger in the air to get a feeling of a rough number, yeah. I would say that the current sim engines, G motors and ACCs, maybe ACC maybe it's not the case, but like let's say R factors and AMS twos, they probably simulate like uh, engineering wise maybe I'd say twenty percent of what is possible to engineer from a car, especially in high tech stuff like Formula One. There's no way you can simulate. To detail hybrid systems into a game and how they work. Okay. Yeah, I just but yeah. I hey just, hey just I just had a thought. Hold yeah. on, just a second. Hey, Mr. Jeffrey, are you still awake? <laughs> no. <laughs> you've been very, yep, you've been still very you've been unusually quiet for you. Um, I've kind of said all my piece now, so enjoy yeah, listening yeah, I know, to the banter. It's nice to actually and, hear uh, Danny and David they talk for once, isn't it? it Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Uh, Thanks, nice. guys, for letting us talk for once. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can, can I mute you? No, I can't. Um, but yeah, I mean... Can I, can I say something? Yeah, that, yeah that, you can. Uh, I, I'm conscious we're getting on, so we kind of need to start thinking about bringing this to a close. Yeah, yeah. Ju just uh, just a quick uh, a quick thought. Uh, this is not to give any publicity to um, Sim Racing Studio, of course. Uh, uh, um, Race Sim Studio. Well, you know, the makers of the Formula Hybrid uh, mods yeah. for Assetto Corsa. It's just a general thought. Again, uh, going with my thinking of um, mothers being precise, uh, knowing their stuff around, and so, uh, giving you 
when they are quality models uh, a pretty good product. Uh, when they made the um, uh, original formula hybrid, I believe, or the second one, uh, every time Max Verstappen was uh, training uh, at home in his uh, own simulator, and sometimes uh, uh, even in other videos uh, uh, from um, for other challenges, he was using to train the formula hybrid and not, uh, you know, some uh, something uh, licensed or something from some other uh, developer that made uh, some car himself. Uh, he was using that mod. So that uh, what I'm trying to say is that uh, uh, if uh, an F1 driver tries uh, and train with that car, it means that it is what he believes it's uh, as close as possible to what he's actually uh, driving uh, uh, on track. And it comes from mothers. So I will be, um, uh, I will trust uh, a, a platform where a mother says, okay, I'm gonna make uh, this series, I'm gonna sell it for, uh, let's say, 30 euros. I know the the team that's uh, that that is making that mod. I would buy it. Of course, it will be hundred percent precise, hundred uh, percent spot on. But it will be certainly uh, very very good because we are we live in the uh, in a point where um, professional drivers train with mod cars. Yeah. Sometimes instead of official cars. So that's, uh, that, for me, says it all about the quality of mods nowadays. Well, Formula 1 I understand, but uh, GT3s, well, I guess not everybody's on ACC yet, but... Uh, hey, Daniel, mm. stop annoying me, okay? <laughs> stop annoying me! <laughs> all right, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now, for example, well, if you have, you have, for example, actually, it's a good crossover, there's Nikki Team, the Danish... Driver yeah, was one yeah, of them yeah, yeah. and so on. He plays mostly on iRacing from what I know, but he's tried ACC. Uh, I don't know if he plays just solely ACC now, maybe just keeps on iRacing because that's what he's used to or the competition side is good there. I don't know, but um, uh, yeah, it can be a matter of preference. And of course, at the end of the day, we're always just playing games. We can't find the the super realism. But I, again, yeah, you're right. Some It depends on what people think is the best for them at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got a mate of mine that thinks the handling ACC is rubbish. Well, he doesn't know what he's talking about. So That's another thing, isn't it? Every, every, it will, everyone's entitled to the opinion, but any opinion that differs to mine is wrong. So uh, there we go. Right. I don't I don't think that's uh, how it goes. <laughs> and that should be the title. That should be the title of this podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, well, mate, yeah. Everyone else's opinion doesn't matter. Maybe I don't know. Clickbait uh, article, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, clickbait, clickbait podcast. What do you call a clickbait podcast title? Is it a clickbait, listen bait? Clickbait. Still clickbait. Download bait. Well, yeah, download <laughs> don't be surprised yeah. if we don't get any yeah. downloads with that title. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, obviously, we had downloads a little bit down because I had to break the I broke the last feed, but they're not they're not they're not terrible. So hopefully people will um will get back up and we'll be back up to our original numbers. Um okay great. I think we kind of talked that one to death a little bit. Um 
So yeah, I think that brings the main topic uh, to close. Some worthy mentions, Tony Stewart's sprint car racing game has um, new patches released. Um, yeah, it honestly, it doesn't appeal to me, but I can see why other people might like that game. Um, the one I'm, I'm kind of curious about is Monster Truck Championship. That looks like it could be a little bit of fun. Um, I, again, I remember when... I know it's more American, isn't it, Monster Trucks? But I remember them being on over here. Um, and as a kid, I remember, you know, loving Bigfoot. Must remember Bigfoot. The, oh, the Bigfoot was awesome. That's the Big Ford, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. See, I used to like Gravedigger. Nah, right, Gravedigger. Okay. It's all about a Gravedigger. Gravedigger's epic. Yeah, that's the that. one that had like the skull and crossbones thing. that came to my local shopping centre once Gravedigger and it did like a little demonstration thing in the car park years ago like 20 years ago now and I can still remember that clearly that was epic how big they are I stood next to the tyre and I was like half as big as the tyre and the tyres they're like only half the size of the vehicle anyway wow good stuff I'm just watching a, uh, as you're talking about, uh, Gravedigger is still about, and there was an event uh, in Cardiff uh, like in 2019. Gravedigger's still around? Wow, uh, cool. Just really, really depresses. The crowds are absolutely awful at the event. Like, there's not, there's loads of empty seats, but... Um, it's a, it's more an American thing, it though, is, like yeah, you yeah, said. Yeah, it's yeah. not, it's not um, really over if you, here. If, you, if you're not uh, yeah, completely... Um, this this kind of thing reminds you of Nitro Circus. Have you guys ever watched Nitro Circus? I'm aware of it, but I've never watched a full only show. Bits, only bits, not the okay, full show. Okay, so I've, I mean, it was a, it's a TV show that started out on MTV where these guys do stupid stunts. Um, you've got, uh, I forget the guy's name, Street Bike, someone, oh, he's um, Travis Pastrana's mate. And, he, and one of the, the famous clips on the internet is where um, Travis Pastrana's got one of those big foam pits um, so a jump in, like in his in in his property, and his mate literally rides like a mo- a road bike, jumps up, and then uh, goes over the pit and lands on like the ground, <laughs> like like a ridiculous stupid thing to do. Um, but like that's how I got introduced to Nitro Circus. They watched everything, and then I went to I've been to their shows twice at the O2 in London, and seeing that kind of stuff up front is just am- amazing. Like it's just 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 the nuts so the stunts they do from the sublime to the most ridiculous and they're just they just yeah um unfortunately um one of the guys that was in it uh, lost his life um i think about a year or year and a half ago now um he was a parachuter i forget his name um but yeah just seeing that monster jam stuff just makes me think of nitro circus so if you've never watched it, I highly recommend it. They just love pushing the boundaries of what you should be doing. Um, but anyway, um, that was a complete sidestep. Um, and another word we mentioned is GT Sport um, had a recent uh, edition of three um, new cars. And then uh, we talked about it in the last episode, podcast race. Um, I talked about having some technical difficulties. I've worked through some of the technical difficulties now. which I've made some improvements. I've hit another technical snag and I haven't done any more tests for at least a couple of weeks. So apologies. But with the um, the current uh, situation, I'm hoping that I can work through those soon. Davide? Yeah, you didn't tell that the main technical difficulty is that you are too slow. <laughs> 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 you... <Wait. laughs> 
that Davide hasn't bought the SEC yeah, yet. Yeah, I know. I mean, you can't, <laughs> you can't throw those spears at me. You don't even own the game. Yeah, uh, anyway. I do. I anyway. do. <laughs> I'll do it anyway. Um, <laughs> nice. So, yeah, so, so more tests needed. Um, Paul and I, I, I've actually been hosting, I've hosted one uh, uh, ACC event, club raced event at Suzuka the other week. So, um, and Paul joined in. Paul, how good was that? Absolutely epic. It was brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, 60 minutes, beautiful track, beautiful sim, nice grid full of good, fair, respectable uh, drivers, well-being yeah. drivers. I mean, not, I, mean, we, I mean, the disappointing factor of it was we had 22 signed up, only 12 appeared, so I had to send some warnings to people because we have rules at race department. If, you, if you're not going to make the event, doesn't matter if you, you know... You've got to let us know it's 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 a respect thing and also you know if we do have a full grid then it gives us the opportunity to offer uh spots to other drivers so um but that aside i mean i was i had a really i qualified seventh had a really good start found myself in fourth i was actually just keeping to the back of mr jeffrey just about but then after a few laps in um it started to rain and that was that was epic like i was having a really good battle with a ferrari in the rain and i was laughing and then I was doing all right, and then I sped. Um, I basically, um, yeah, broke the speed limit in the pits and had to do a 30-second stop and go. And that kind of put an end to my race, but I kept going because it was absolutely fun. And like you say, Paul, everybody was respectful of the, the limits. Oh, yeah, and brilliant. great racing. Um, and I uh, couldn't do one the weekend just gone because I was working. Uh, so um, I'm doing one this week, and we're um, where are we? Where we're, uh, Hungaro, Hungaro ring. ring? Yes, yes. Um, but we're doing a an hour, a 90 minute race, so an hour and a half this time, which I'm really looking forward to because I think the 60 minutes is just a little bit easy to decide what you want to do with the pits, and I, where I think this a 90 minute race just kind of tweaks that a little bit. So. But with a pit at Suzuka, <laughs> we had the uh, 10 minute pit window, so a mandatory pit stop in a 60 minute race. Uh, and then the rain came down after about 10 minutes, but the pit window didn't open until 30 minutes in. So it's 20 minutes trying to survive on slicks, keep enough life and heat in the tyres, yeah. keep it on the track and keep pushing forward. That was such an exciting time because my tyres went completely blue, which means all temperatures gone. And I'm thinking, do I pit? Do I pit? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? But the guy in front of me, I was fighting for the lead with this other guy who was unfortunately, his name I've forgotten now, but great driver. And... Uh, He's not pitting, so I'm not pitting. Yeah, and I didn't and pit I because you right guys didn't pit. Yeah. Oh, so much fun. <laughs> that was and great. Then coming out on cold wets, oh. and then towards the end of the race, it dried up. So the last 10 minutes is just trying to keep your tyres yeah, alive so and hunting for I, moisture. I, I, wow. I went, so the reason that I got the, the penalty in the pits was I um, I decided to just... Because I, I wasn't doing terribly, but... Um, I decided to go back onto onto dry tires um, just to see, you know, whether I could pull some positions back and then yeah, just messed it up. But prior to that, um, I felt really decent on the um, on the wet. But I, like I said to you last night when we were practicing for Hungaroring, I I tweaked, I, I increased the traction control on the car, and, it, and you were right, the car did bog down from time to time. But I found that that was a good balance with me staying on the track. And then I was still fast in the Ferrari in front of me. I made a couple of moves in the wet, which was... I was like, my, my heart was going at that time, um, as you can probably imagine. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, when we pissed for, um, for wet, I came out and I had zero grip. 
absolutely yeah, nothing. Out lap and the next couple of three laps were a little bit dicey. I've but got the car behind me had a lot more grip, and so I lost the position literally on that on that lap coming out of the uh, coming out of the pits. But I think this sort of the takeaway from it is uh, first time I've club raced for ooh, a couple of years at least. I forgot just how good it is. Uh, and it's easy to forget how good it is, but the quality, when I say quality, I'm not talking about speed, I'm talking about the behaviour yeah. of the drivers. The respectfulness, yeah. Fabulous. I mean, I got lucky that uh, two guys I were racing with, uh, both in front of me, were roughly about the same kind of speed. So I was not accommodating for them into braking zones. I was braking at the point, at the maximum point I can break. They were doing the same, and we were just literally millimetres apart all lap, but pushing to your absolute limit. Because you know what it's like when you're racing on public servers or we're a mixed bag of drivers who aren't too serious. You've got to break 50 yards earlier than you would do normally to account for different closing speeds and them doing stupid stuff. And more often than not, if I'm on a public server, the way I overtake is show my nose, watch them crash, and then drive past. But here, you can go too wide for three or four corners because people... Uh, are respectful and behave properly you can push to your limit and know that they're not going to do something bonkers or know that they're not going to break uh, defend in the braking zone do stupid stuff like that it's a proper good it's a really damn good sim and that was a really well simulated version of a real life race for me it was some of the best fun i've had for a long, long, long time. And I'm hoping for the same again at Hungaro Ring. So please do get signed which up for gonna, that. Yeah, people. so uh, this Saturday, which is the 21st, um, 8 pm uh, UK time. So um, yeah, that's when practice starts. So yeah, if you're not a premium member or you are a premium member, or, you know, if you're not a premium member, sign up for premium, come and join us. If you are a premium member, get your name, get, and you've got ACC, get your name down. So uh, yeah, hopefully we'll have another great, spectacular race and the weather is on random so it could be dry it could do the same they did a suzuka i mean when i when i joined the practice server the other night it was absolutely chucking it down and the car was just spinning all over the place so no part of me maybe wants just to make it dry just to keep it nice and simple and have, and have a straightforward race but then a part of me was like oh i can't enjoy the element of the uh, of the rain kicking in so um but yeah um and I, it'll be fun and whatever I, I've, seen, I've seen that ricardo signed up so, yeah, interesting times. So, yeah, yeah, yeah interesting. I can, I'll see Danny. Come uh, on, Danny, get your name down. Get your name down, man. Let's have an RD, <laughs> an RD massive. Yeah, I, would, I, would, I would tell David Day to sign up, but we know that's just pointless. So uh, No, David Day's waiting for it to uh, go on sale so he can buy it and then well, refund it, on, it and it then buy it like a full price later. <laughs> a black market. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> David is the only guy in the world that buys a game on early access for like three pence yeah. and then decides to refund yeah, it and wait until it's yeah. <laughs> and then rebuy it. <laughs> I had my reasons, okay? I had my reasons. It's all about supporting the developer. Good man, good man. Uh, okay, and then one last thing before we do the usual bits is um, you probably uh, noticed that at racedepartment.com uh, a couple of weeks ago there was an announcement that was made by, by Bram um with regards to simracing.gp and the reason we haven't talked about it uh, in great detail is we have a special podcast that we will be doing so if you've seen the announcement um if you haven't go and check it out on racedepartment.com but um i'm not going to tell you anything about it because that'll, that'll be in the main podcast that we do um, but if you have any questions there is a there is a there is a thread that's been created in the simracing.gp 
uh, forum at racepub.com uh, where you can ask your questions. Uh, so the more we have, the more questions we can put uh, and we can get answered for you. Um, I know there are a lot of questions. It's It's got a lot of huge potential. It's very, very exciting. Um, and I hope that it will be a huge um, success going forward. So, um, yeah, so um, I don't know. We were thinking about recording the other week, but we haven't yet. So um, basically, I'm trying to make Bram get a decent microphone before we record it. So, uh, And so, yeah, to also stop walking around throwing rocks at pieces of metal, which he seems to tend to yes, do. Yes, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Bram seems to just, I don't know what the background noise is, but he likes to walk around on his phone a lot. And then it seems like he's just throwing pea gravel at washing machines yeah, all yeah, the way through. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So... Um, he needs to understand good quality audio means something. So, <laughs> and I know he listens, so he'll hear this. So this is great. Uh, <laughs> hi, Brad. Uh, love you really. Uh, please don't hurt me. Uh, yeah, don't forget uh, racing club at race Palm, which we just we just talked about, and and you know, like say so we've had some great races, and I am hosting um, some ACC events. I was going to host some R Factor Two events, but I'm loving ACC so much. I'm not going to bother. Uh, I'll leave that to Damien. Uh, so yeah come and check I'll be doing most Saturdays when I can and, and, I, and I suspect with the quarantine coming into effect and everything else all over Europe and probably now in the UK I'll be I'll, they'll be there for the foreseeable future um, Paul any any videos coming soon? Well I am now sporting the new microphone Boom Arm and Pop Shield yes. so hopefully the audio is much better so uh, I've had a few personal issues to get through which I'm working my way slowly yep. and surely through so once they're out of the way I will kick back off again but we're not quite there yet Sweet. but okay, soon, mate. soon soon All soon right. uh, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter uh, Instagram and race uh, sorry and, and Facebook uh, and you can also check us out at racedepartment.com for the socials just search for race department and you'll find us uh, this has been a really long podcast so we need to go um, David Day thank you very much for joining us thank you for having me you stay safe now, won't you? Yeah. Look after yourself. To, yeah, yeah. To all of the listeners, love you guys. Stay safe too in these troubled times. And uh, it will Thank be better. All will the, be good. Don't worry. Island and uh, Danny Boy. It's time to stay home. So Same maybe to you, fella. Thanks for joining and, uh, and be safe. And uh, Mr. Jeffrey, thanks once again. And uh, yes. and you look after yourself too. Thank you, mate. You too. And uh, to echo Davide's comments, uh, everybody out there, hearts are with everybody affected by this. Stay safe. Uh, do the right things. Clean your hands. Avoid social interaction, etc. And to the UK government, for the love of God, please close the bloody schools, you stupid, <laughs> stupid clowns. Why are we sending kids getting, still to school? Now, now, it's going, now, it's things, going political. now it's going political. We don't do political. So. It's not political. It's just mocking idiots. Oh, big, gormless, right. bumbling turd. Close things, for Christ's sake. And otherwise, yeah, peace and love to all concerned. Yeah, uh, just to echo what uh, David A and Paul said, yeah, um, we are in an, 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 an unprecedented time right now. So we were conscious we wanting to get a podcast out to, to feel like some kind of normality. Um, and there's a lot of pressure. I mean, like we, I've got some troubles at work from this and there's a lot going on. And, and sim racing is, is a great way to kind of 
get away from that. And uh, this podcast for me, even though I have to deal with these three idiots, um, is, a, is, a, is a great part of um, getting away from real life at the moment, I think. Um, so do listen to your authorities. Do what they say. Hey, man, shops um, are stay empty. Stay away from your <laughs> I don't elders, understand. you know, think about others. As Paul said, wash. Stop buying bug rolls. Yeah, stop buying. What is that all about? It what is the crap? It doesn't give you the craps. I mean, what the hell? Like, <laughs> I can understand if everyone was getting diarrhea, but it doesn't give you diarrhea. Um, I, I've seen a I've seen a cool pic nice. of, um, of a guy that basically stockpiled on it, and uh, he, he took a picture and he uh, titled it uh, "White Gold." <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. Honestly, it's worth more than cash nowadays. It is absolutely uh, ridiculous. But yeah, wash your hands. Hygiene's really important right now, guys and girls. So uh, yeah, please. Um, stay safe it will blow over um and yeah what what more can i say just 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 yeah. take just listen to the advice and try not to try not to believe just everything you read on social media as well. racing, that's it all right there's a lot of people out there keep calm and go sim racing so you know uh, just for this just for the sake of it god knows god knows why right i, I can see people want to talk but we're really bringing this to the end so um sorry yeah, go sim racing. Uh, one last word, Paul, from you. Hello, Paul, from you. One I dropped one. my mouse. I dropped my mouse. I found it again. Uh, peace and love to all concerned. And until next time. Ta-ta. Happy day. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, guys, be safe, as, as we've said. And uh, remember to uh, keep also everyone uh, around you safe. Uh, in the, in these times, yeah, uh, see you see you on track. I, yeah. See if, you on the black if, stuff, yeah. If you if you guys oh, are God. good, I'll buy ACC and race with every one of you. But nobody wants to race with me, but you know. Well, <laughs> well we want to race I, you because we'll all beat you, the... so because you, you'll be rubbish, right? Uh, <laughs> on, on that on that bombshell, as Jim as Jeremy Clarkson would say. Uh, thanks for listening. This has been the, I've been Paul Glover. This has been the Race Department Podcast. Cheerio. Thank <laughs> you.